All right, welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, for today's topic, I want to talk about it. Are you jealous? And what are you jealous about? And how long have you been jealous? You know, it's, it's, (laughs) it is, you know, quite a journey, you know, and Here's the thing, Uh, (laughs) jealousy has been so woven into our society now that it can take on uh, uh, many branches from this tree of bitterness. (laughs) It's like one arm of the tree of bitterness is uh, uh, jealousy. The other is greed. Uh, One, you know, very strong pillar of, of, the bitterness tree might be anger. So, you know, you've got all these things, you know, working and I mean, that tree is just gnarled up and nasty. And you look at it, (laughs) you got this, this tree of bitterness and you got a, 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 you know, a branch of jealousy It's probably a big heavy branch that's leaning all the way down to the ground. It's like scratching up stuff and you know, hanging all over the sidewalk, not even letting people drive by. It's like tangled up in the power lines and sucking up power out of the earth. <laughs> and then you've got this, this huge branch of misunderstanding and it's just slapping in the windows. It's got branches just falling on the people's cars. You know, it's, it looks like it's got fruit growing from it, but is it poison? You know, it like just hits stuff randomly. And then you've got, you know, that branch of stress where it's just like just so weighted down. It's just weighted down with everything. It's just bending down to the ground. And then you, you know, or or no, it's not bent down to the ground. It might be completely almost hollow and and singed and baked and all the things that you don't see with a, a beautiful thriving tree. And then you have PTSD. You know, you've got a tree that maybe at one, uh, I'm sorry, a limb that maybe at one time was healthy and strong and, and looking good, but you know, it's, it's got a branch here, it's got a branch there. And for some odd reason, uh, you know, it was attacked or abused in some way or did everything that it needed to do, but you know, now is a, a little whooped, you know, and, and shouldn't be. So how I came about looking at jealousy just as a whole, uh, ooh, I didn't even touch on the greed, the branch of greed, ooh, (laughs) the branch of greed. I mean, this is that thing that, I mean, it'll probably literally just snatch up anything and everything. You know, it's got vines growing over to the apple tree, to the orange tree, to the willow tree. You can have absolutely nothing unless the, the, the greed roots and the greed vines, you know, have something. But yeah, just going back, the way I got into this, um, excuse me, the way I got into this was just taking a look at um, something actually my wife said to me at one point and uh, what I see you know, out in the world today. From an athletic standpoint, 
Jealousy is one of the greatest components of our athleticism because you deal with all of it right there. You really do. If a woman or a man is better than you at that sport, at that moment, they can prove it and it's done. If we're having an even fight and, and there's no punches below the bell, there's no weird kicks or eye gouging or all that. And it's a UFC fight or a boxing fight or, a, uh, uh, you know, kickboxing match or, you know, some type of, you know, one on one and we deal with it and there's no penalty flags on the football field, no fouls, no, you know, foul balls, no, you know, disqualified runners, um, then yeah, you can, you can play it heads up, but that's what I really like. And, and I'm not, a, a, a like, I'm not a trash talker. You can, you know, probably hear it and understand that I'm more of a giver than a taker. I, I live for the challenge and the ability in my body. Um, you know, I cheer on people I don't even know. Like I watch Titan games and American Ninja Warrior and Ultimate Tag. And I watch these shows and I love these shows. And <laughs> I, I don't know these people. <laughs> I just love seeing that they're doing something with their ability and that they're happy uh, to compete and go at it. Like the trash talking is just kind of like a, a concession stand component of the game. You know, you've got Pepsi, hot dogs, chips, tortilla chips, all that. So I just like having that component, you know, along with it. Um, but I don't really use it. I'm not like a trash talker. You know, I just get in my own zone and, and fight, you know, and it's as as a martial artist and as a runner, you know, I really love being able to use my strengths and abilities. But right there, you get to prove yourself all that trash talking, all that jealousy, all that bitterness, animosity, expectation, uh, uh, ego, <clears throat> uh, uh mindset all of it is tested right there and please don't be a boxer because you'll get knocked out if you get knocked out <laughs> you know or mixed martial arts when you get knocked out or choked out there is nothing you can say it's done so that's the thing in a sports arena the jealousy can be killed and die off right there it's probably the greatest avenue for jealousy because hey if you still feel like you want some more and we want to do this another time and you play each other again that season or it, it becomes a rivalry like, you know, like the Patriots or the Steelers or, you know, these other teams around there, um, uh, uh, around the, the league, you know, and, and NHL, NFL, NBA, uh, uh, these, these track stars, you know, these uh, countrywide rivalries like Jamaica and the United States have been at each other for years and Usain Bolt, in my opinion, will be the greatest sprinter that ever lived. Um, the only thing that separates him from Carl Lewis is being able to do the triple triple. He won the 100, the 200 and the four by one, three Olympics in a row. That is impossible. And he did it with a six, uh, five frame which is unheard of because that's more drag and pull on the body. Being a taller runner, that's more wind that you have to work against. Um, where traditionally, I thought that a sprinter needed to be six foot or shorter um, in the 100 meters. And here he is winning the 100 meters, 
the 200 meters and then anchoring his four by one, blowing everybody out of the water. We haven't done that as Americans, but Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis, as great as he was, was able to long jump uh, 100, 200 and four by one. So he has the jewelry to prove that he is King Carl. The U.S. will never have a sprinter that will do what Carl Lewis did. But here's the thing. We're talking triple, triple with Usain Bolt. Triple, triple, three golds in impossible events. It's impossible. You tell me a Super Bowl team or basketball team that has not changed players, coaches, or uh, players, coaches, let's leave it at that. You show me a team that's done a three-peat with the same players and coaches, no trades, no nothing, three years in a row. Or, yeah, yeah, three times in a row consistently. Now, the Olympics, <laughs> here's like the, the craziest part. The Olympics are four years apart, so that's a span of 12 years. So, in theory, you know, you could say like a team like the Patriots or the Steelers or the Lakers of old, the Celtics of old, or even the, the Bulls um, of the 90s did that, um, which, which is why they're immortalized. So I dealt with athleticism being the, the greatest way to break this down. What about uh, when you can't do that? Because jealousy in the workplace is maybe one of the worst places um, in the sports world, or even as children, we have time to fight that demon and work it out before we get to adulthood. You actually do have that time. If you do not, it can create some resentment and a mindset that you never really break free from, which is why I'm speaking on this podcast. So work jealousy is maybe one of the worst types of jealousy. It's, it's an economic type of jealousy where you really believe that someone can take what you have when all you really need to do is work on yourself. You really believe that someone's going to take your promotion. You really believe that someone's going to take your praise. You really believe that someone's going to take something that only you can create, something that only you can do. So that's what, what really blew me away in looking at this. Um, being in the corporate world, being in uh, uh, neighborhoods, apartments, uh, uh, groups of people, and seeing just this jealousy show up. <laughs> and it's like, huh? Now keep in mind my mindset on people on the world and you know everything might be a little bit different. And here's why. I have friends that travel the globe. I have friends that are in the military. Women and men that have devoted their life to serving this country as best as they see fit and as best as they can. So when people come back and explain to me what they've seen, the third world countries, the second world countries, the first world countries, the poverty of them, the poverty of us, and how entitled and selfish we are, how, how 
poor our hygiene is with all of the greatest abilities to be clean. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's really embarrassing. So when I see jealousy in a place where it doesn't need to be, it's like, wow, you can go all the way to a hood or a ghetto or a trailer park and see the same type of jealousy you would see in a 500,000 million dollar, billion dollar home. So it just makes you wonder like, what's wrong with people? <laughs> what is the deal, you know? Like, how is it that you didn't learn this, you know? And people make jokes and take stabs at people and say, well, oh, maybe they have mommy, daddy issues or, you know, maybe they're, you know, just didn't get enough love or maybe just didn't get this. And I, I don't really understand why it comes to that or why people need to make jokes, you know, for something that should be the work it, it, it's almost like a, a, a cancer or a disease that replicates in the brain and causes you to make poor decisions and, and i didn't know this but when you have a car accident whether you're at uh, uh, the claimant or the insured when you have an accident the companies don't care who did it you are now involved in that damage so you've got to do everything possible to be an ultra insured, to take care of your life, to take care of yourself, because incidents raise uh, uh, the amount of, um, let's see here, it, those incidents raise your amount of, of risk and insurability. Like, please understand, if you can put insurance on a healthy person, if you can put insurance on uh, uh, someone that's perfect, that's immortal, they actually don't need it. But the, the, the more risk you run into, the more you need insurance. But the more risk you allow into your life, now it's going to cost more to insure you. So you're more of a threat. And this is, <laughs> this is what kind of uh, uh, blows me away. More risk means you need more insurance. So more bitterness in your mind need you need to be doing more work not buying more properties not interacting with more people not having access to to more things <laughs> like this is like oh no just think for a second somebody sneezes and they have a, a cold or a flu and i know we're going through covid but let, let's just go to non-covid times somebody sneezes has a, a cold or a flu and you see them and you're like, God, man, they look like they're really hurting. Like, please don't come this way. I, I, I'm not, I'm not dealing with any of that. I don't want none of that. Well, when that person goes out and starts sneezing and coughing and touching people in the mall, now you've got to quarantine the whole mall because like everybody in there is sick and nasty and, and all this. And if you ever worked in the mall and done retail, you know, it's just a breeding ground for everything. You got chicken pox, you got cold, you got flu, you got all this stuff and you can't turn away because you work there. You got to open it up. You've got to, you know, like for me, I have bronchitis for, <laughs> for like two, three weeks. I couldn't even get rid of it. I was like, God, man, and you're not sleeping. You're not working. You're just, 
hitting it, leaving at the end of the day and turning right back around. So it doesn't make sense for physically a person to be allowed to go around with this sickness and, and cause all this trouble. So why would we allow it mentally? Like that's, that's a really scary thing, you know? So if you're that, that girl, and I'm, I'm going to pick on women for a second really quick. If you're that woman that's jealous of another woman, I get it. I understand. My wife asked me this question. She was like, hey, do guys ever get jealous of other men? I was like, no. I was like, you know, we think we can fight them. And, you know, we, we really don't have any need to get jealous. So she was like, no, let me ask it again. Like when it comes to males and like their, you know, their body parts, the main body part and their male genitalia, like penis, do men ever get jealous? And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I was like, I don't know. I was like, cause even with uh, pornography, when men see another man in the video, I think they automatically just delete that guy out of the picture because they're so enamored and attracted to uh, the female and the theatrics of uh, pornography or magazines. Um, like you just, you automatically just delete them out of your mind or you just in, in, in your mind assume that you're them, which is like a really like kind of funny thing to think about. <laughs> So being jealous of someone specifically because of their body, um, I'm going back to women. I, I get it. I understand. Um, because here's the thing. Um, in our society and, and many others, we worship women from head to toe uh, for, for the most random things. I mean, let's look at it. Hair, skin, the eyes the eyelashes, eyebrows, uh, uh, the cheeks, the lips, the nose, the chin, the neck. You have the, the overall fitness of the body, which now I'm so proud women are starting to add a little bit of muscle to the package so that you know it can sustain you longer. <clears throat> There's um, the arms, breasts, tummy, stomach, uh, there's the length of that, you know, you want a certain look um, that, that women go for. And now men that are trans, it's the same thing. Um, they're going for that look to feel or to look the way they feel um, for that classic either Coke bottle frame or, you know, whatever pleases you. Um, there is the hip, <laughs> thighs, um, thigh gap. I've heard this many times. There's the legs, calves, heels feet, pedicure, the way shoes look, the way heels look. Um, and that's what's like blown me away this whole time. No matter how perfect a woman may look to another woman, that woman is sitting there thinking, God, I wish this was better. And if they're a supermodel, which if you ever meet supermodels, um, they're just a different breed. <laughs> I mean, you, you party with them, hang out with them, eat with them, and you know, they're going to eat and do whatever you do. The only difference is once they start filming and shooting and, and cutting, like they, they, they're like monks, they're like Shaolin monks and the way they eat and, and 
uh, uh, care for their body. But what I'm saying is the women's image of the body has been so monetized that now women automatically fall into a jealousy of, God, I just hate that, you know, B. She's got the perfect butt and she's such a stank person. She's such a hoe. <laughs> so it's like, dang, like, where does all this come from? Well, look at how hard we push for that image and, and the completion and the love and the wholeness of what a beautiful woman looks like. But, but here's my argument. You show me one porn star with these beautiful, loving curves and bodies. You show me one of these Instagram models, one of these uh, uh, Victoria's Secret. You show me one of them that is a CEO. You show me one of them that's working for NASA. You show me one of them that's running for Congress, that's running for a local office, that's pres a presidential candidate. You show me one of those women that we say are God, gorgeous, a gift from heaven. You show me one of those women that is the mental equivalent of what you see physically. Not so jealous anymore, are you? And that's the hard part is <laughs> does looking like that funnel you into not ever being taken serious, not ever being looked at as anything but sexual and not ever really being valued for anything other than what expires at age 37 in Hollywood. That really pisses me off. If you're a beautiful woman to me at, at 35, then I think you should still be beautiful at 45 and 55 and 65 and however long you wanna look the way you wanna look. But in Hollywood, they age you out at 37. So what does that jealousy really buy you? All that time wanting to look like someone that can't really make powerful decisions, someone that really wants to learn from you, someone that really like, come on, like, like sit and think for real. Look at the women that are doing things in this country, in business, in finance, in politics. Look at the women. They can't really be as concerned or care about what Victoria's Secret catalog would pick them up, what, what Instagram model they can pose in shots with. They can't really care about that because the importance of the work and what they're doing and valuing and, and Brene Brown and you know all these great women, <laughs> it's, it's so much misplaced. That's my whole message is jealousy, greed, misunderstanding, stress, PTSD, it's so misplaced. And let me clarify that on PTSD. I don't know what put you in PTSD. I don't know how you got there and what caused it. I'm, and I shouldn't say it's, it's misplaced. Um, whatever you've gone through and whatever you are going through, um, we should be supporting you wholeheartedly. We should be loving you wholeheartedly. And we should be giving to you according to um, especially with the military and our armed services and first responders, we should be giving to you as you have been giving to us. You know, you've given us your best to serve the country. We should be able to do something out of our best to support you. Um, so if your PTSD is what puts you in the tree of bitterness, thank you. 
I love you and I understand and thank you for your service. Um, because these people of all the branches of bitterness, these people are the ones. They are the ones that should, without a shadow of a doubt, get your sympathy, get your love, get your appreciation. Now, something happened to the other people to cause them to be jealous, to cause them to have greed, to cause them to misunderstand and to cause them to be stressed. That should get attention. That should be healed. That should be helped. But with PTSD, you never know. Was it in Iraq? Was it military? Was it a first responder? Was it rape? Was it uh, uh, sexual abuse of some kind? Was it verbal abuse of some kind? Uh, uh, and, and I spoke to this in a previous podcast about men going to HR. Have you been served so verbally abused that now it's affected your financial wellness and affected your mindset on how you do your job? Because sometimes it's like, maybe I should have just fought this dude. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody to get any fights at work, but for some of you, it would have been better for you to get in a fight with this guy, beat him up, get fired and go get another job versus staying there for 15 years and letting someone erode your mind mentally for 15 years and you not get those promotions and you not get valued for who you really are and get embarrassed in front of people regularly. What if it was just better for you to just move on and find something else? And some people look up to that when they see that you're taking a stand. You don't have to be mean and brash and cruel and loudmouth and nasty to stand up for yourself. You can stand up for yourself and just say, hey, this, this is enough. This is as far as it's going to go. So with this tree of bitterness and with this jealousy, like with guys, like this is what <laughs> this is what like blows my mind. Only a man would create a system that could completely rob others of the joy that they could have so that they could bask in the wealth financially. Only a man would do something like that. <laughs> to set something up in advance, a precursor that would say, oh, hey, uh-uh. You don't get to make your own decisions. But when you do want to make your decisions, here's three choices. And if you choose from these three choices, you can choose A, B, or C and make money that way. But if you're not choosing one of those three choices, I just, I can't help you. So you get the freedom of choice, but uh, we're not really going to let you choose unless it's one of those three options. I'm not saying that all of the things that we have now are bad. We've got technology, we've got uh, uh, science, um, we've got you know some amazing sport and, and abilities with that. Um, you know, we've got some great things. Um, so we've got good stuff. We have a government that's been working and doing things for us. I think that is going to change. I think it's going to continue to change rapidly. Um, but only a man, <laughs> only a man would choose a funnel 
that would include a, a precursor for jealousy. <laughs> Where it's almost like, well, hey, 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 hey. You can wear your hair this way, but it has to be blonde. <laughs> you can wear your hair this way, but you got to be a redhead. You can wear your hair this way, but it has to be braids. <laughs> and I mean, this, and I say only a man because look at how our societies are ran. Look at who's in charge. Look who wants to be in charge. Look at our, look at our classic leaders. And women are so nurturing and loving that, you know, we, we use the, the term barefoot and in the kitchen, but in reality, women are very godlike in the way they care and nurture for our children our families, husbands, and not even as a stay-at-home mom. Some do this as CEOs even. Some do this while even being a corporate executive. Some do this while even working their job. They're working a job and still raising the kids and being this awesome wife. So you just you never know. You you never know what it what it'll really be and what it really is. Um uh, what it'll really be and what it really is that uh, you'll see put out there for the, like, like I, I mentioned, the A, B, and C choices that we have to make based on what, I, what I'm going to say is a, a, a precursor of jealousy to catch everyone. Um, and it's, it's very male. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, uh, see, I, I think uh, it was a friend of mine um, had pointed out to me that during the Declaration of Independence, um, if you put a dot on everyone in the picture that had slaves while writing the Declaration of Independence for our freedom, <laughs> given the terms of our freedom, 90% of those men had slaves. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I'm requiring everybody in the country to go vegan while I go to Five Guys or Red Robin or, <laughs> you know, hey, you, hey, 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 we will no longer eat meat in this country. We will no longer slaughter cows. We will no longer slaughter pigs. No more bacon, no more chicken, no more any of that. Hey, let me go finish this burger real quick. <laughs> So, like, how much sense does that make? Like I said, it's very male. And um, usually with women, the mindset is more cognitive. It, it's been more well thought out. And I'm not talking about women having, you know, that time of the month and stress and cramps and being overly emotional. I'm just saying you have to be a little bit smarter and just think. These women are raising these children with morals and values and they don't really, they don't really complain. And if it is a complaint, it's a complaint to better the lives of the family. Um, from what I've seen with most healthy families, if the woman is saying something, it's very internal. It's for the family. It's to make sure that these children are smarter, eat better, and have better lives and, and have a better cognitive uh, experience. Um, I'm not saying men only care about sports and men only care about money, but that's usually how we're valued. 
as a man, you're not valued unless you're um, a, a presence or a dominance physically, or you bring in cash. Say I'm wrong. And that's why <laughs> uh, uh, Chris Rock even said it. He's like, you know, in a marriage, you know, the husband and wife love each other unconditionally. But a man, <laughs> a man's condition is that he provides. When you can't provide, you're no longer in that condition. <laughs> so, you, yeah, we love each other unconditionally. But for a man, it's under the condition that you provide. Say I'm wrong. Facts. So. Are you jealous? <laughs> I just wanted to point this out because so many people are using their jealousy to damage people's lives to completely ignore and not have sympathy for the things that they're going through. We have women that have been raped. We have dreamers, kids that, you know, are here and they're just as American as you and I. We have black people who are a part of a negativity and a, uh, I'll just call it what it is. It's it's a momentum built in with so much pain that no one will acknowledge. And all it has to be is acknowledged. And it would it would be so much easier to heal. But it's not uh, an internationally embraced um, that what had been done for years and years and is still being done is understood with empathy. We really shouldn't be jealous of anybody. We have so many issues that we should have empathy and understanding on. And to quote Ecclesiastes, I believe it's chapter 11, um, with great wisdom comes great sorrow. And that's, that's what I'm seeing is it's, it's a lack of wisdom. So if you are 100% happy and think that everything is perfect and everything is great, and everything is grand, then you, you don't know this world. You, you haven't uh, taken the time to understand it. While so much is going great for you, it can be going so horrible for others. If you acknowledge that, that right there is a growth and a maturity that not a lot of people have. But if you think that everyone has to get on your level and be like you and think like you and be like you, Okay. And that's that's kind of why I, I am where I am today with this message. Are you jealous? And where is that jealousy coming from? And how long have you been this jealous? And is that jealousy 100% you? Or were you beat down and hurt at some time? So now you're jealous as, as a, a, a tool of revenge. <clears throat> because I, I can assure you, every society that was on top, that was the most powerful at one point, now is not. And it's because their greed, their jealousy got the best of them. And it will get the best of us in this country. It's not gonna look the same. <laughs> People don't understand. The, the blind eye, the blind eye that you'll turn to rape, the blind eye that you'll turn to racism, the blind eye that you'll turn to better health, the blind eye that you'll turn to uh, uh, better thinking, the blind eye that you turn to uh, a better society, a better community, it will come back to haunt us. 
I'm 100% certain of that. That's, that's the one thing I can assure you of on this globe. We were not here first and we will not be the last. <laughs> uh, dinosaurs, anybody? You, if three asteroids were coming toward this planet the size of, I don't know, a car, it's small, it's tiny, but wherever it hits, it's really going to cause some trouble. So what I'm saying is we didn't create the globe or the planet or the sun or the moon or the stars. So how do you think this is going to go? You don't have the textbook of creation. So how do you think you're going to sustain and keep yourself here by using bitterness and jealousy to damage people's lives and damage stuff? So, yeah. If you have jealousy, it's time to let it go. You have so many opportunities and greatness in front of you. You have so many wonderful pages to write in history. You are the architect of your destiny. You are the penner, the, the ink in that destiny. God just gave you all the pages, so write. And you don't need to step on anybody's forehead to do it. You don't need to step on anybody's back. It requires little to no anger. But if you are going to be a little bit anger, angry, let that be because I'm getting a little bit closer to my goal and something knocked me off a little bit. So, all right. Hopefully you all can kill that jealousy, kill that greed, kill that misunderstanding, kill that stress, and we'll work on the PTSD. It's hard out here. So knowing that it's hard out here, why make it any harder for anybody else? Um, you don't need that. Realign your mind. If you've been jealous over something for years, it's time to let that go. Is it making you happier? Is it bringing you more peace? Is it bringing you more love? And, and lastly, is it bringing you any more money? Uh, no, it's not. Maybe it's time you leave that job for a better one. Maybe it's time instead of working a big name, you work for a small name and actually answer the calling on your heart. Maybe it's time you stop chasing this kind of guy or this kind of girl and being jealous of people that aren't morally whole and be whole with yourself. Maybe it's time for a little change. If this jealousy, this greed, this misunderstanding and this stress isn't completing your life and giving you peace, giving you love, giving you joy, giving you the wealth that you're looking for. It's time to let that go. All right, you all. Peace and love. I love you all. I hope you love me back. <sighs> Thank you again for your messages. Thank you again for your emails. Um, I greatly appreciate all of it and you know, want to make sure I, I you know, respond and understand all of you and give you some of that uh, you know, mental food to, to chew on because we deserve better. We need to be better. All right. I'll see you soon.